Welcome to Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys and certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. I help busy and overwhelmed moms, is that you? Make self-care simple by focusing on the five foundations of health and wellness so that you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. Hello, welcome to another episode of Motherhood Makeover. Today I'm talking to you about big food companies and how they don't give a crap about your health. They do not care about whether their food product makes you healthy or makes you sick. And I think this is very, very important. And you won't see this on the news. You won't see this on social media very much. You won't see it anywhere. Why? Because these big food companies are kind of in bed, so to speak, with the government. And I'm going to go over that today as to where and how that is happening and how you can educate yourself better so that you know you are making healthy decisions for you and your family so you can be around here as long as you want to be. Did you know that... Over 60% of Americans are either overweight or obese. It's about 30% obese and another 30% are overweight, 60%, over half the population. And that has happened in the past like 40 years or so, 30, 40 years. Why is that? Where did this change come from? Because we haven't really changed lifestyles. Why are other countries not getting obese? It's the big food and how they're in bed with the government. Did you know that Americans are also more likely to have chronic illness, cancer, autism, food allergies, and diabetes than people in other countries? Again, food system and food products. Now, let's just start it off with marketing with these food companies is just to get you to buy their product. And the FDA, first of all, FDA has no guideline for the term natural, so According to them, anyone can put natural on their product and it counts. It could be Cheetos. Cheetos are not natural, but they can put marketing that says natural. The USDA has a definition of it's processed. It can be processed in a manner that does not fundamentally change the product. Okay, what does that mean? You and I both don't really, maybe don't know. It's like so broad, it can be so easily manipulated to fit the company's processing part that they want to do to the product. And the big one here that I like to hit home is heart healthy. For so long, maybe you were fed lies. I know I was fed lies thinking anything that said heart healthy was good for me and I should eat more of it. Going back to the food pyramid where the bottom layer that said most you should eat was grains, grain products, breads, rolls, pasta, all that stuff. That is what is making America obese. Okay. Well, that and sugar and we'll get to that. But the heart healthy standards to get that on their product, it has to be, there's, there are very more specific requirements, but the general requirements are that it has to have less than 6.5 grams of fat per serving. Saturated fat has to be one gram or less cholesterol, 20 milligrams or less and sodium 400 milligrams, 480 milligrams or less, and it has to have 10% or more the daily value of one of six nutrients. And literally they could add it in like a synthetic vitamin and it would count. So this is, to me, it's just absurd. I'm not all for women doing keto, but if 
fat were that unhealthy, we'd see everyone doing keto having heart attacks. And that's just not the case. I think we've debunked the fat, the fact that fat is not bad for you. It is not unhealthy. Rather, it's all these quote unquote heart healthy products that they're marketing to you. So just from this point forward, if you take one thing from this episode, please just don't trust the heart, the heart healthy labels. Another big way that the government is in bed with these big food companies and why the standards just are going to be the way they are is with the food stamp program. Well, now it's called SNAP. Did you know the USDA has prohibited the release of information on how much individual companies make from their food stamp revenue? I mean, I didn't even know that until I was researching for this episode and my mind was kind of blown because I knew it was already bad, but I didn't know it was that bad that they're refusing to release that information because, I mean, that's our tax dollars at play, right? And the number one product purchased with food stamps is sweetened beverages, and that includes soda. Sweetened beverages, sugary beverages that have zero nutritional value for anyone's health and are really just doing a detrimental service. It's an average of 10% of every SNAP household or they have their budget is 10% is on sweetened beverages. Like literally, you could just ban SNAP from being able to be used on sweetened beverages and that could be a huge step in the direction of creating these healthier households. Because the other issue is when they don't when they're regulating how people can spend their food stamps like this, that also creates higher healthcare costs because they have an increased rate of diabetes, diabetes, chronic illness, uh, cancer, hypertension, because they're eating all of this processed sugar laden food that is, has zero nutritional value. And it's just creating them, making them overweight and creating all these health issues because in an opportunity where with SNAP, they have the opportunity to be educating these people on how to have a healthier lifestyle. They're not. And honestly, I'm not surprised because this whole last year, not once did the government come out and say, you should be trying to live healthy and eating whole unprocessed foods and moving your body. But, you know, one could hope. And so that's where the government is so tied into these big food companies because these big food companies lobby they give so many dollars because they have all this money to back to the government so they're kind of like in bed together tied together they're in this partnership that is really detrimental to the entire united states population it only benefits the money money hungry people and the last well not the last but another thing is that a lot of the There's a lot of ingredients in the United States that are banned in other countries like Europe and other countries throughout the world. And yet they, these, so the example is Kellogg's. If you look at two identical products in the, the UK where this ingredient is banned, it'll have a much healthier version of it that has better ingredients, but the same exact product in the US will be full of crap because they're allowed to, and it's cheaper for them. So that's why they do it. It's cheaper and they are searching for this bliss point. So it's the perfect amount of sweetness to keep you buying their product. The more product you buy, the more money they make. So it makes them really happy and makes America very sick. 
And the other issue is if you are struggling with your children not wanting to eat vegetables, not wanting to eat healthy, think about it this way. When they're adding sugar to literally almost every packaged food now, um, even things that aren't supposed to be sweet, like pasta sauce, pre-made meals, um, bread, everything that's not supposed to be sweet now has a ton of sugar to create that bliss point. It can be so hard, or maybe it's you that feels this way. It can be so hard going from all this sweet food to eating vegetables, which taste bitter. Now, bitter is better, as my doctor has said. However, it can be really hard to make that transition because you kind of have to do like a mini detox off the sugar that's in all this packaged processed food to get used to eating healthier items like vegetables. And that's kind of what your kids are experiencing. So if you have had kids that have been on... They've just been, and this is not, if this is your situation, do not shame yourself. This is part of the education and awareness and then empowering yourself to know you can make different choices. So if they've had lots of packet cereals, um, packaged oatmeals, packaged lunch meals, um, kids yogurt, which is full of sugar, if they've had all those things and then you try to serve them vegetables, they're never going to want to eat those vegetables because it tastes so bitter compared to all of the other foods they're eating. And this is where you could start to reduce the amount of sugar that they are getting and look at your the food labels of the foods you're buying. And there are great alternatives for these. So if you need an idea, DM me on Instagram at Kristen G. Faust. I'm happy to share what we do in our house to, I mean, we still enjoy some things, but we look. I will look for what has the lowest added sugar content. And then other things like yogurt, I do totally like, I do plain yogurt and make it taste better for them. So there's this bliss point that they're just trying to get you to buy more food. All right. So these companies, they don't care about your food. And just to go back to the list of things that are banned in other countries, some of these things are food colorings. Now, food colorings, I don't understand other than like frosting on a birthday cake, why we need to color food, all these different colors, like especially like strawberry popsicles. Why do we need to add red food coloring? They're already red from the strawberries. But this is how the food companies work because they want to make it look as perfect and palatable as possible. So like F, D, and C, blue number one, two, green number three, reds, yellows, like all the colors. Those are banned and they're not even just cake and candy. They're in mac and cheese, sports drinks, sodas, cheese. Then there's Olestra, which is also known as Olean, and that's in fat-free potato chips. And then there's also brominated vegetable oil, also known as BVO, is in sports drinks and citrus flavored sodas. Um, potassium bromate or brominated flour is in rolls, wraps, flatbread, breadcrumbs, and bagel chips. This is going to be a hard one to pronounce. <laughs> Azodicarbonamide is in breads, frozen dinners, box pasta mixes, packaged foods, and packaged baked goods. And then BHA and BHT, cereal, nut mixes, gum, butter, meat, dehydrated potatoes, beers, and then even arsenic is in uh, poultry. These ingredients are banned in other countries, which is wild that they still allow it here because the U.S. is supposed to be so great and ahead of the curve on everything. And yet when it comes to food and our food sources, we are not. This is why you go to, you might go to Europe um, and eat all the things, all the pizza, all the pasta, and never get bloated, never 
feel sick and it's because they use different ingredients and they're not using all these added um, chemicals and synthetic products just to make it taste better because truly you don't need to if you're cooking it with quality ingredients. But again, that goes to their bottom line and they're not here for tasting quality. They're here for making it taste good as cheap as possible. Okay. Hopefully you can get, you feel a little more educated now and maybe you're thinking, okay, but how the heck, what can I do? Maybe you're asking, what can you do for your health? I would first educate you to stick as much as you can to the outside aisles of the grocery store. So that's where you find your fresh fruits, veggies, fresh meat, all your fresh products. Like the fresh baked bread is usually on the outside. Um, Shop at your farmer's market if you have one, because then you're also supporting your local economy versus uh, uh, the grocery store. You can look at, if you're going to buy packaged foods, and this is nothing against packaged foods. We eat packaged foods in my house and there are a lot of smaller companies that truly do care about your health that are making great quality ingredients and sometimes the price point can be the same as their counterparts sometimes it's just a little bit more and frankly I think it's worth it for your health and so looking at the ingredients on the label and learning how to read the label can really help you feel empowered that you're making a good decision and my guideline for reading labels is if you cannot pronounce it unless it's like an Italian or like French some sort of ingredient but if you cannot pronounce it you don't have never heard of it you don't know what it is there's a good chance you should be avoiding it if it's something like you can pronounce it it's just one ingredient on the list you're not quite sure what it is google it real quick see what google comes up with and explains it This is where you can go back to EWG. If you listen to Monday's episode, EWG.org, type in that ingredient, pop up, see what it is real quick. It may be just a simple preservative that you're comfortable with because the reality is to keep all these foods on the shelves and have them have such a long shelf life, they have to add some sort of preservative in most cases to keep it shelf stable so it doesn't go bad. And this is where you get to decide as a mom what is healthy enough for your family and what you're going to allow and what you won't allow. And it doesn't matter if your kids are 10, 12, in their teens. At any point, you are the mom. You are allowed to change what you are serving your children and just tell them. If they are older, you can educate them and say, hey, I know we've been eating these foods for a long time, but this is what I'm learning. I'm going to share it with you. And from now on, this is what I'm going to cook for dinner. This is what we're going to serve. This is how we're going to do things. Feel strong and empowered that you can make choices at any point for your children. And remember, they can choose what they eat, but you can choose what you serve. And if you are experiencing, maybe you're struggling to lose weight, you have a chronic illness, you have food allergies, you have something that I've, that you're thinking, huh, maybe it's caused by something other than what you've been told, start to look at the food system, what you're eating and the food choices you're making and think what healthier choices, where can you make switches? Uh, Because that's the other frustrating thing is you go to your doctor and doctor, most, there are some fantastic doctors out there, but a lot of them have just been taught that you treat with pharmaceutical medication. You treat with medication. You treat the symptoms, not the root cause. So you may be eating this horrible, horrible diet and they might kind of talk to you about changing your diet, but they don't really like really impress upon you how much of a difference that can make. And instead they just give you some medication for it. And you end up feeling a little bit better, 
but not great, and you're still frustrated thinking like, do I have to live like this the rest of your life? Start to look at the food you're eating, the sources, where are you getting your food from? What are the ingredients on the box? How much added sugar is in all of these things? And that was my, if you didn't listen to Monday's episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that because I talk about the challenge for the week being about checking the ingredients in the products you're using. And this goes back to that, why it's so important to educate yourself because big food companies are not looking out for you. And unfortunately, neither is the government is because of how they interact with these big food companies. So I hope you feel empowered. If this resonated with you, please, please, please share it with other, another mother who needs to hear this. I want us all to be survi- thriving, not just surviving in motherhood, feeling your best, feeling so healthy, having so much energy. And that comes with taking care of yourself. So please share this with another mom. And I hope you have a wonderful day. 